We've won again. This is good. But what is best in life? How about... Howdy, 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 folks. It is day three of Gen Con. We're back again. If you're listening to this, you've been listening to a lot of Garage Gamer content over the last couple of days. Um, but we are back again. It's it's me here, day three at Gen Con. Harrison. Hello. Harrison. Brad. Hello. And Kevin. How's it going, eh? <laughs> and we're all here. We had, now this is our, Harrison and I's last day. Gen Con actually goes till Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's cool stuff on Sunday, but he's got to work on Monday, and ra- you know, so we often like you guys are here till Monday. I know you guys. That's are. right. Monday's actually a holiday in Canada. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, you guys have that day off, but we oftentimes will because you know it's done, and we only live a couple hours away, so there's no point in staying till Monday. No. But then you got to check out by checkout time, so we're basically we take off on Sunday usually. Mm-hmm. We had to cram in all. Four days into three days. The reason we come a day early and a day later is because we're at the Embassy Suites Hotel. Mm-hmm. It has four elevators mm-hmm. that mostly work, and it's almost impossible to check out and get an elevator on the Sunday or on the Wednesday. So that's what we aim that way. Not to mention leaving the city with like 30,000 other people is not the best. That's true. We are literally... Um, yeah, we're, Harrison and I, because uh, especially with it's all why the we people in and out. Yeah, like we get all our stuff out to the car and everything like earlier than that, just because we know it's going to be a hot mess. Yeah, that's going to be a hot mess. Yeah, and so, uh, but yeah, we so everybody had their day three stuff. There was more shopping. There was more gaming. There mm-hmm. was more stuff. So um, why don't we start again with you guys? Now, was there any? Was there any? Day two after the recording, evening stuff that we need to talk about because we didn't do too much gaming after recording yesterday. We were all kind of bushed, and I know Brad was all excited to get a game in, but we just kind of kicked back, and I edited day one, and we watched The League. Yes, well, I actually had an amazing time last night. I went to the Puppet Slam. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, I prepared this two-hour lecture to let you know how puppets are incorporated into Gen Con. Easiest setup I've had to do <laughs> all weekend. Now, folks, I know you. if you're listening, you heard what he just said. He, he, there is no two-hour presentation on puppets, trust me. Uh, I may be sitting through a two-hour lecture on puppets, but the editor will be into effect. <laughs> At that point. So we'll just see where this goes. It's great. These are all professional puppeteers uh, that come to Gen Con. There's an entire stream. Like we talked about uh, last episode was the idea that everyone that has some sort of hobby geekness to them, be it crafting, cosplay, puppets, authors, musicians, film streams, all these things have different streams. There's an entire stream devoted to puppetry. 
and puppets are awesome. So I don't go to anything else except for the Puppet Slam, which is the adult comedy night for the puppets. Uh, well, it's, it's for the audience, too. The, I'm sure the puppets enjoy it because they look like they're having fun. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was just a really good time where we see professional puppeteers, people that you would see that work for Henson Productions, the foundation, that work on Sesame Street. The funny thing last night is they couldn't talk about where they worked because of the strike going on right now. Oh, right. So they could perform their own work and that sort of thing, but we couldn't talk about any work that they are involved with currently. Right. But it was really good. It was funny. It was off the wall. And and at some point, it's very poignant. We saw this one uh, artist from... I believe he was from Texas, who's won this award for his, his thing, which is almost like a folktale about death in a possum. Okay. Uh, and it's, I don't want to just drive. I'm sure if you can find it online, I'll try to find a link for it, because if you watch this performance, it's very poignant. Oh, okay. It's absolutely amazing. This other person just got their master's in puppetry. Okay. Uh, and that sort of thing. And she, her papa, and that, she sent in a video because she was doing her dissertation this week, so she couldn't come. Oh, um, wow. To, yeah. But she sent in her, her, uh, her video dissertation, which was the puppet doing their version of Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Oh, and it was hilarious. It was so good. Uh, it's, just, it's just a fun, carefree thing. And the, uh, the fun thing is, is when we lined up, they had us, there were two different events happening there. So you had uh, Nerdgasm, which is the, the geek burlesque show. They were lined up with us for the puppet show. And the funny thing is, even though we were mixed together, you could figure out which people were going to which show. It was pretty easy to see. You know, that that does not surprise me at all there, Kevin. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, a great time. Got in a little late last night. Everyone else was sleeping by the time we got back. Uh, and then we hit, uh, hit the beds to make sure we could be ready for the big day of Gen Con, which is Saturday here. Yes, it was super crazy crowded when we got in sold there. Sold out? Yeah. I mean, it was the signs were up everywhere sold out. The lines to get to Will Call to get your badge and all that stuff were super long. Mm -hmm. But they were moving along really fast, too. Yes. I mean, I was very impressed at how fast the lines moved. Yeah, the lines were really long. I feel long, like they really moved. worked on layout this year, so to make it like more optimized and efficient for where everything was. And on top of it all, too, is I haven't met a single cranky person that's had to wait in line or bumped you by accident, that sort of thing. Everyone was very positive, friendly atmosphere this year. I've never found any gloomy gusses at all. No, not really. I mean, we've, I've had a great time. I mean, it is crowded, and mm -hmm. there is a lot of, and this is actually apparently a phenomenon, because I've been reading about this because we have this stuff with school, is that people have been locked up for the last two years. Mm -hmm. A lot of people learn, forgot Social, social interaction exactly there's a lot of people in fact there was like people walking past the line and this going here and then suddenly people just stopped right in the middle and then they start yeah. talking stuff like that and people are waiting i'm like uh i'm finally i'm like uh, excuse me and they're like well i was like i'm like i'm just i'm just trying to get past you keep talking do it you just let me pass but then yeah. some it's other there was a bunch of kids I was like no parking on the dance floor people this yeah. is the hall this is the walkway um people forget some things like that mm -hmm. um but it's, these people today and their lack of con etiquette, er, yeah. but they're angry it's, it's man every, shakes it's, fist at cloud. It's everywhere. No, it's not that bad. I mean, but I'd say that's the worst thing that's happened. And I've seen people where you're supposed to be everybody be chill, lose it. 
I mean, we were at, we were at Disney this year. We saw a fight break out at Disney, like swearing and screaming and people fisticuffs and in the middle of the of the Magic Kingdom. And that was just Minnie and Mickey watching and yeah. wa- and watching Disney go to work to like sort of contain this is amazing. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, How I can that's you be what I'm angry at Disney World. Oh, I t- let's not go there. Well, I'll tell you guys after the show. Um, but my point being, that's the worst I can say about it. Like yeah. so far, is that people will be walking and just. Stop in the middle of stuff, and mm-hmm. then like people are tr- obviously trying to get by, but don't want to be rude. And I'm not that guy. I was just like, nope, we're good. I need to get through here. Keep talk, keep up. I just I'm walking through. Uh, that was the worst part, and I was I was probably the one who was seen as to have the bad content to get by everybody because I was like, nope, I'm going. But other than that, it's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and that that's that's me nitpicking. So uh, why don't we talk about what everybody did today? Sure. So I, I asked you guys, so what did you did? All right. Um, well, we started off with shopping. Uh, so we wandered the hall a bit more looking for that little special something that was going to, you know, convince us. I think we revisited uh, some of the booths we were at yesterday, Malifaux uh, in general. I, I was looking at picking up a bit more of that stuff. Um, but did you pick up any of the models or anything? or did you I picked up some yesterday. I'll probably pick up a few more before I go home. I'm just deciding which faction to get. Just flipping um, through the books. I was yeah, having so much fun. Look at just kind of quickly. Well, look that's the problem is like you're looking at all of them and it's impossible to decide which one you want to go with. Yeah. Um, then I went around and I looked a bit more at some of the other games. Um, I was looking at the new Cyberpunk Red big box set game that they put out so skirmish game set in cyberpunk universe um that one looks pretty good i'd like to give it a try um kind of scouting out some of the things we wanted to demo too uh kevin and i checked out war crow which is war crow yeah it's the new um that is the new corvus belly uh fantasy skirmish game it's coming out next Gen Con, I believe they said. Next Gen Con will be the release date for it. So it's Corvus Belly is Infinity. Yeah. So it's Infinity Fantasy? No. Not quite. Um, oh. it, it has units and it's a different game system. It's okay. their own creation, but the same quality of miniatures. Um, so very high end, very detailed, kind of delicate looking minis, but looks okay. really interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah, the, it, 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 the miniatures are, are beautiful. We saw orcs and we saw humans like city guard with shields and spears and that sort of thing. They all looked very good. Um, like I said, it, it still has some developing going on. Okay, real talk though. Mm. Do they look really fiddly? No. Those, the Infinity models, when I tried yes. it, were super fiddly. And it was like, because they were metal and fiddly. So that's what I'm asking. I'm pretty sure these ones are all um, like resin or cyocast single yeah. piece. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Exactly. I don't think there's a problem anymore. I think we're really getting away from the fiddlies. Uh, unless you're still doing some of the small mom and pop ones, they're still using old yeah. tech. Uh, it's not that. My main concern for the game right now is it sounds like they have a great lore that they're trying to build up, which is always important to me. Right. But for the combat resolution, there's a lot of die rolls and looking up on charts. And I, 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 I'm just not sure how... I'm hoping it's going to continue to evolve right. because right now it's not very elegant or intuitive how to get things finished. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, keep in mind, we only watched like a, like a two, three-minute demo, so... 
it's possible we just are. We watched the combat system. He was teaching the combat system to us. Maybe it's one of those things where once you learn the charts and what certain things mean, it's not so bad. Maybe. At first glance, yeah, it looked a little little clunky. Um, But Infinity, or Corvus Belly, I should say, they do tend to have and like crunchy rules. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, different. It's all very crunchy over there. Different different flavor for different things. If if that's your thing, 100%. God bless you. Because I know people who adore that game. In fact, it was weird. Uh, Old friend of the show back from like the uh, right at the start of 8th edition. Uh, Scott Tipsword, I saw him. Mm. He, he saw me here at the thing at the con, and he came up was talking to me. And I'm like, "What are you guys doing?" He's like, "Oh, he's over. I'm saying, he's over running the inf- helping with all the infinity stuff. He's all in on that, and they love it. That, that number crunching, looking up in the books. I get, I, I get that. I used to, I used to love that. I used to have go for that fix. I still like to. We'll play board games sometimes like that that get really crunchy where you're doing yeah. all sorts of stuff. But. Uh, that just uh, that game. You're it's, it's you only have three turns, but since you play on both halves, there's never a break. Even right. though you have half the number of turns, it's crazy. We uh, we really wanted to get a demo in of that vampire board game, um, but unfortunately, there was never enough free spots. Um, but we sat down with the people running the demos there, and they kind of walked us through that. And they also have a werewolf game coming out next year. Uh, I think it's on Kickstarter right now. No, uh, uh, game found. Or game something. It's, it's a, up for it's crowd the vampire yeah. stuff. I saw other vampire stuff, but from the you know world of darkness was game found. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it might it might. Be so game it's found, it's, yeah. it's up for crowdfunding right now, though. Yeah, exactly. So this is again um, like we talked about your spinable chapters and that uh, for vampire, it's basically a role playing game in a box. They're doing the same for werewolf as well. So that's the one they're going to be releasing next year. I think year. that was the one that we saw a demo of last year. Yeah, it was the demo was the early stuff. Um, question. Um, what's that? It's ca- it's not called, I mean, it is called Chapters, but it's Vampire something. Vampire Chapters Montreal. Vampire Chapters Montreal. Okay, cool. That's what I was trying to, I was just trying to remember what exactly What was, was the called. werewolf one called? Do you remember? Uh, it's, right now it's called Werewolf Apocalypse. Apocalypse. New Moon or something like that. Um, that one yeah. looked interesting. They, they were telling us just some of the subtle differences. I guess the werewolf one is more combat focused. Where the vampire one is a bit more of a balance. Well, okay. the other big difference is is the vampire you're playing pre-generated characters. You're playing characters part of the mythos of a vampire, whereas with the werewolf one is you're generating a character to go through. Where both of them start off with a, a solo uh, encounter that helps you build up your background or understand your background, which I love. Yeah, no, it's a cool game, and just I know we were talking about how large it is. I just mm. looked it up. Um, it's 14 by 14 square, eight and a half inches tall. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big box. It is 23 and a half pounds. 23 and a half pounds. For a board game. Yeah. That's a small child. <laughs> yes, it is. Or my birth weight. <laughs> but yeah. when, if you want to know like what kind of stuff you get in it, hold on. Let me just hear. It's uh, one story book, one rule book, uh, 40, over 40 dialogue booklets, over 300 event and investigation cards. Uh, over 30 clan boons, 15 sharp edge D10 dice, 120 NPC fighting cards, 100 NPC cards and standees, uh, 40 plus scenario tiles, 220 skill cards, 100 item cards, 170 plus effect and money tokens, 30 status cards, a mystery reader, 35 cubes, a sand time, 10 sealed envelopes, a masquerade status tracker, 8 minis, 1 character sheet pad, 8 character boards, and preset sheets. It is 50. It's 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 
it's an RPG where they're just. I mean, it's like yeah. buying the modules for D and D, except it, there's fifty of them. Yeah. Yep. And it's all interlinked, and depending on the characters you play, it goes different ways. And all the tiles and pogs and yeah. markers and tokens you need to play it. Twenty four pound. That's that's a that's a pretty hefty it's box. Hefty. And if you remember yesterday, you were talking, Dave, about the idea of this could be a good gateway for the role playing game. Whereas you might not have an idea, and this could up spark one, yeah. or you can expand upon it. You're completely right. We talked to one of the people on the design team. Uh, we have they connected us to with the uh, owner of the company that did the lead design. Mm-hmm. Uh, your idea for that, that's their intention. This is something that's supposed to be in sync with the role playing game itself. See, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you can step off of that into the regular role. If you like it, once you're done, once you've gone through it, you can take those characters you've built and move them into a, a, you know, another game if you want. Yeah, like the main thing, they, they, the reason why they wanted this type of game was that some people aren't comfortable with the idea of the Binds Eye Theater, of having a role-playing game where you don't have any sort of representation on the table. You don't have miniatures. You don't mm-hmm. have anything like that. Uh, where they need something to to anchor or ground themselves in. That's what this is supposed to be. It's an RPG, but you have that grounding of that tactical. Like when we play our role-playing games back uh, with our groups and that, and even most people in the store do as well, they emulate the way we do it, is when you're doing the role-playing things, you don't worry about your miniatures. But when you get to the encounter, it becomes tactical. We have a table. We have uh, all the That's miniatures. That's the way we play training. it, too. I like. It's I want to have. I want to have models on the board. I know. When, I want to know where people are standing, where they're moving. When you put moving. that big monster down, it's yeah. more intimidating, too, right? Exactly. Generally, when I play role-playing games, it's a lot more abstract than that. We usually don't have a ton of stuff going on with, like, an actual board or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I the example I usually give for most people is m- the most common game we play is vampire and vampires don't often pick fights they don't know they can win mm-hmm. so the tactics of the matter isn't really all that important because you're designed to you're designed to survive the situation sure see when unless I played, you're doing something really really dumb when I played before Harrison was born mm-hmm. um, we were just a bunch of murder hobos. <laughs> Uh-huh. We were in the Sabbat. We were traveling the back roads. We would get pulled into missions, but we were murder hobos. We'd go in and, and to the point where they would just call in big guns because we just wanted to roll. We wanted to role play. We all had things we came up with that we wanted to play. And I, I swear our, our GM was great because he would build these big backstories and he would involve stuff for everybody with their character backstory. So the things they wanted to do, that was stuff was happening throughout the story. But, you know, you just had to step over a lot of bodies to get there. Every other ep- every other session, though, we'd get together and be like, "Okay, now all the stuff we've been doing," and that's when the it, that's when we're getting out all the dice. And I was like, "All right," because you guys are because we we would destroy stuff just to get into trouble, so we could do that. The group I was with was kind of crummy at times because they were just like they wanted to prove they had free will, so they would try to go and find things that the guy didn't make up and try to go there to make sure that it wasn't something they were being forced into. Mm. So those guys were came, but it was it was a lot of fun, and we had a GM who knew they were going to try to do that and was always ready. He had just notebooks of stuff from er- that was happening everywhere in his setting. So no mm-hmm. matter where you went, he would freelance it until the end of the session, and then he had everything there. So he just went yeah. and, and got your next meeting ready, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I played Ventru back in the day, and that, and I still remember like Doug Pirco was our our storyteller, and one one of the most gifted storytellers I've ever met. Like he just 
devoured rule books and could move between Vampire, Legend of Five Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Shadowrun, and just bounce around. And each one had that still unique feel and theme. And he was just very good at listening to the group and improving things through. That's, that's such a great skill. That's the skill. That's mm-hmm. the skill. Like, I mean, anyone who's into gaming can bookkeep. Mm-hmm. And keep track of the month. Okay, got, the characters are going to meet. I got this stuff here. Right. Anyone can do that. It's that reading your group because you want to run something, but if, if the whole group wants to do something else, you're going to wind up doing something else. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just kind of knowing who you're playing with. If you do that, if you listen to them and you care about what they're doing, everybody's going to have a really great time. That's mm-hmm. the biggest key. And for people, and I know because Harrison and I, like, um, you know, we we tried to get some of the kids in to play some D&D. And we, everyone was like, oh, this is cool. And they're kind of writing characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You've got to, and everybody picked, like, the same race, though. So I was like, oh, dear Lord, this is going to be a nightmare. Um, but the point being, know your audience. Yep. I got to figure something else out yeah, because this the, is what they want to do. That's so important. That's, that's the most important aspect, I think. And back to all of that because... That's what this box gives you. Okay, I don't know how to do the fancy running around with stuff. This We have this. Let's play it. And then if you play through 50 modules or however many chapters are in there, mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end of it and you kind of see how the story's involving, and especially the people who maybe aren't running it, mm-hmm. who are just running through it, you're getting your own ideas of what you want to do. Oh, where yeah, you want to go. You're, you're ready to go. You're ready to break yeah. out by that at, point. Yeah, at that point, if you stick it out to the end, you they've got you. Yeah, and I think that you can take the really training good. wheels off and just run with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I I love those sets. Uh, I just you know you've got to have the the group that's willing to put the time in. There's a commitment level there for sure, um, but it's also one of those ones too, Dave. Is I think it's one that if you don't, you'll still read it for the story. Oh sure, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'd be. I, okay, are we not? We're not finishing this. Well, I'm reading all these. I'm reading exactly. all of these things because exactly. I'm gonna. I want to at least see what was crafted for me to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially no, I get it. when they have some of the little story blurbs in those special hidden envelopes. That's the worst, right? Because it's just sitting there teasing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so oh, we got okay. most of our uh, shopping out of the way. Tomorrow's just going to be a few little bits and bobs uh, sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, and then we went to our demo, which was at noon today, which was Lorcana the card game. I did not know you had a demo for Lorcana. Oh, I booked it. Yeah. Lorcana has been, if, if you don't know, folks, it's, it's, it's like the... You know, I always tell my students when we go on a field trip, don't become a story. When you go out, don't become a story because it's usually a bad thing. Right. Lorcan is the story here. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's it's been a little crazy. Yeah. Um, This is it's sort of like Magic the Gathering, but by Disney with Disney cartoon characters. So what you are is you're an artist. All okay. right. So you're drawing. These aren't the, you're not playing the characters from Disney. No, because you're, you're playing, not going to take them out. Right. You were you, telling me this. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is not going to get shot with a cannon in the head. That's something Disney said we prefer you not to do for this game. So what it is is you're an artist. So you you have these inks that you draw the characters and you draw the scenarios for that and that's what you're playing so that when you take things from it you are basically just throwing out the picture. So like, it's never like going to be the character. Naruto. Exactly. Yeah. With that guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly, it's kind of like Psy. Now, you were saying, though, earlier there are 
multiple colors that your artist can choose from. You can only you have to choose certain colors. Do you have yeah, to pick colors um, to play? I'm with? just looking into that now, but I guess in deck building you can you're limited to two different color inks. So everything is color coded with ink. So you're drawing it up, and then boom, you're sending it out, and it's it's. Or it's and you're trying to basically get um, rack up as much lore as you can, which is uh, almost like you're twenty. You're trying to complete your story. See, <laughs> and the thing is too is it, unlike magic, you're never going to have a problem with mana because the cards you either use as the card itself. Or you put it down on the table to use as mana. You take that and basically draw the your ink, ink well. Yeah. Draw the ink into your ink well, and then you use that to for further cards to come out and activate. So the, yeah. So the worst thing that can happen is if you're not drawing enough of a specific color that you want to use. There's, There's no, no color. It's just straight value. It's just value. Oh, okay. So the colors are about synergy. So what Brad's oh, was talking about with the colors is like you have these keywords on there, you have these colors to make up your deck, but it's the synergy of those cards that are going to help you progress further in the game. But actually to bring any card out is strictly just you need ink. Interesting. Because you're drawing out the story. Story-wise, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and the thing is you can have multiple of the same card out at the same time. Like one of the games I was playing, I had the Mad Hatter from uh, Alice in Wonderland. And then I asked, oh, I have another one. He's like, I guess I just have to use Brinks. No, no, put it out because it has a really great power. So, but I already have one. So, it's not the Mad Hatter. You, that's a drawing you just of, drew another I, Mad I, Hatter. I just drew another Mad Hatter. Yeah, and then, um, I think it's you're limited to three or four of a kind in the deck. But you'll have... Um, you also have different versions of each character, um, so you might have like um, more powerful versions, and the more powerful versions can actually get stacked uh, on top of the lesser ones, and basically what that does is it cuts down your cost to play the more powerful ones. Uh, you, you only have to pay the difference, and you basically can upgrade your characters mid-battle. So if I bring in a character who's worth four, and I'm You bring in a low-level Cinderella. She's, let's say, two. Okay. And then you're going to play, uh, like, Cinderella Princess on top of Cinderella Maid, and say that, different, that Cinderella is three points more expensive. You only pay the three points. Well, and that makes sense because you're not you're putting your drawing. Yeah, you're not putting a, you're not putting down another Cinderella. No. You're upgrading that Cinderella. Yeah, so you, you did only the pay rough for the sketch, upgrade. and now you're finishing it off. Interesting. The, the, it works theme wise. The most fun mechanic, I would say, in the in what we got to experience was the idea of the songs, which are like action cards that get played. Um, but you can either pay the ink cost to play the song, and think of it like kind of like a spell or an ability card from other TCGs. But it's a song, like it's in song. the movies, because they're all musicals. Yeah. So it's named, a song is like yeah. a powerful thing. Uh, uh, prime example being one of the cards I pulled today was called uh, Be Prepared, so it's Scar Song from Lion King. Uh-huh. And how that works is you can either pay the ink cost, or if you have a character that's equal to or greater than the ink cost of the song, you can have that character instead of uh, either like attacking or uh, racking up lore, they can sing the song and, and play that card for free. So they can perform the song. So I don't have to pay the ink cost because I already bought the guy who sings it in the movie and he's yeah. going to sing it right now and do that thing. Exactly. exactly. The story's already happened. Interesting. And I we're like not that. sure if the player sings along, I think you get a, a bonus to attack. I think that's just in your head, Kevin. Oh, never mind then. All right. Regardless. If you, if you kneel on the ground while playing <laughs> you this lose army, you automatically lose. Exactly. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I have the best Or the mustache. longest beard. Or yeah. Oh, gosh. No, but honestly, to be honest, because of some of the shenanigans behind the scenes, which we're not going to get into here because 
we're talking about just Gen Con. Yeah, right we'll now. try to keep it positive. Keep it positive. That I really did not want to like this, Dave, at all. Same. I uh, really was I, hoping okay. to say this from, is silly. From the retailer's perspective, yeah. I think we were both pretty put off by it. We're, okay. we're a little to, salty. To, yeah, well, and to, from the retailer's perspective, we won't have to get into that, like no, you said. No. But from the con-goer's perspective, perspective, they've had huge, huge, huge lines for this, and they're setting it up outside, and it's running all over the place, and it did the cause the first day the they first waited night. 16 hours. It was hours. chaos. The first People day waited was chaos. 16 hours overnight, and then it was chaos. The, 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 it was a mess. The next day, Gen Con stepped it up a bit. Today, you know, Friday was a little better. Today went pretty Today smooth. went really great. Um, but here's the thing. This game comes out on... You can buy it at, like, Target, right? On the 18th. You'll be able to buy it, no, on the yeah. first, days. On the 1st of September, oh. it goes to the the big... Uh, no, okay, you're right. On. on August 18th is when your brick and mortar, brick and mortar game stores should are be getting, to are get supposed it. to get it. If they get it. However, okay. they pulled back allotments, so there's very few stores that are ever going to get any whatsoever. Like, our store... Mm-hmm. We are getting zero at the moment. Oh, goodness. Okay. And we so, said hard our orders in six months ago. But then, and now, no. but like on the 1st of September. Target, Walmart, all those will have it out. We'll have it out. So you can see. So right now, the only place you can get it is here at Gen Con. Yeah. So yes. that's that's what the lines are. And the craziness is. Uh, and it seems like a nice game. And they've got all the Disney people who want to get it, too. But, of course, people have been buying it, and now they're all up all over eBay and stuff. Oh, but it's it's like, yeah. it's like out in, like, three weeks. I just, once again, and Harrison and I have these conversations. I, I don't, it feels like you're creating a false scarcity. Yep. That people, uh, and it feels weird to me. Like, and when I heard what that was happening, I'm like, ugh. Plus, now, this is a collectible card game. It is. There are lots of cards. There are more cards. And there are beautiful cards. Oh, they're they're. Yeah, if you like There's Disney rarities. stuff, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it you know, concept wise, the game has obviously got its own magic, but it's kind, of, it's like magic. It's like yep. any collectible card game, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you what, I mean, it feels like a lot of FOMO, you know, yep. fury, fever, and I, you guys, like, we were all like, ugh, ugh, and then you came in today, oh, it's really good, and I'm like, oh god, the pod people got them because I'm sitting here and now I'm sitting there going. It does look like a really fun game. Like, wait, no, I don't play collectible card games. No, we and talked that, about this yesterday. Neither I'm do like, I. I'm and not... then the three of us sat around and, and cracked a case of it. We did crack a case of them, and the cards are cool. And the, I mean, it looks like a fun game. But I am, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting into a collectible card game again. It I, looks I, really cool. I saw I'm you licking your you lips like over it. there of cracking no, those it's, packs. It's, it, yeah, no, I was, shall not allow it. It won't. I will happen say this again. too, though. I haven't played a collectible card game like a real like col- and collected it and actively been a part of it for right. o- over 20 years like you know uh, Age of Sigmar collectible card game yes you did champions oh I bought that champions a couple years ago yeah and got I did em. like it yeah that one got and you me. See, bought a lot of it yeah see and I, I forgot about it because it lasted like six months or nine months and then it was gone um, they got us too Dave don't feel bad yeah I'm not yeah and my but I got the feeling I'll tell you this mm-hmm. crack in the the packs open. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's it's a fun experience. That triggered some like <laughs> that was like a weird addiction type it's thing a, back from ba- the old. Pa- I haven't done that in a long time. I'm sitting here cracking packs. And I'm like, oh, it's like gambling. Oh, look, 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 look. Here's a foil. I got a foil. I got yep. a foil legend or whatever. It's like, oh man. I'm still looking at the cards now, looking at them. Because and then is. we made the mistake of going online and seeing what some of them are selling for, and it's just, it's dumb. It's very dumb. Because in two weeks, it's either going to be all the same cards and the value is going to drop, or we're going to find out that this was like the, you know, 
dash point one cards, and the new cards will have a two point two on them or it something. Be. It could be, could uh, be. regular and unlimited. And we don't suddenly, know yet. Yeah, if, yeah. If this is if this is and those are unlimited, then suddenly this is a thing. And if it's not, it's not. And people are really gambling on it on eBay right now. So, well, not only that, even in the dealer hall. So we went back because we got the card. <laughs> so we went to oh, look. For, we went to look for some sleeves in that because some of the cards pulled right now have a good value to them. So we want to get some sleeves because we have to go back to Canada. You know, through the snow and everything. Uh, so the, the, we went in there, and lo and behold, we have a card dealer in in the dealer hall at Gen Con, which n- none of us have the cards yet. They aren't even shipped to any store yet. They have a stack of them of the uh, boosters of the of the things for them. The set to boosters, sell. yeah, the, to sell the the, the, the Re- decks. Retailing and here, one forty six. Yeah, one forty six, and he had a stack of what? Easily fifteen. Oh no no more than that, Brad. At least twenty. He was selling the packet, the, no, the booster, the booster boxes. What do you think he was selling them for, yeah. Dave? Let's play prices right. Yeah, let's, okay, let's play. Should, this is a fun the, game. Now, okay, so a box of boosters. It's so we paid forty six. We, we paid one forty six for this. It's twenty four twelve packs. Yep. So it's yep. two hundred and eighty eight cards. They retail at about a buck and a half. I bet you, uh, he had to be selling for at least three. Higher. Higher. Five. No. Almost though four sixty. Four sixty a box. He was selling the the decks, which are fourteen dollars. No, I think they're like twenty. Twenty dollars. So. They were selling for eighty. So, so oh, excuse me, I'm allergic to BS. Um, so they had the people from the booth obviously got in line like everybody else. Yeah, you probably had like bought their ten cards. minions or something. Because you could go in and you could buy like one of everything basically, right? You were yeah, if you were there in the morning, right at the so first. You, you got in there, so you had people in line. They went in, bought it for one apiece, brought it to the booth, and were selling packs and things. Now they were also selling singles, weren't they? Because I heard, uh, I heard there was one another guys, person yeah. that was. I didn't look and see what they were doing. Wow, that's see, I can't. A lot of people buying it here isn't about the idea that they want to play the game. It was about the they scalping. It. As, it was oh, scalping. this is the new. This is the new first edition Magic. I don't. Uh, and it, it's just too bad because there's a lot of kids out there that will have really enjoyed and wanted. We have tons of people around our community that we're so excited about because I, they, I will say they love looks, Disney. Yeah, I, and they're I getting lo- nothing now. I love Disney, and I mean, and this is most. This is like the Disney animate. Like it's the Disney cartoon characters. It's not like any. It, there's no MCU and stuff in that. Like no, this. This no, is, no, nothing to do with Marvel. This is Aladdin, and and yeah, it's just the Disney cartoons, and like you know, and not the CGI the, stuff. The it's, classic, it's the, the, the classic, classic stuff. Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that stuff. I'm looking at it, and it's kind of cool. And you got the different Mickey's and the different Donalds from yep. the different stories. And I just, but I, a, I'm not like I said, I'm not getting into it. But it, I could see why people would really want to play it. It's, it's, it's got just about everything, and it it's really a good does. game system. Unfortunately, and and unfortunately, we say unfortunately, unfortunately because yeah. it's gonna be because we never wanted to like you. I oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. I don't want to like new collectible card games, but it's. I mean, we were looking at the cards. You were showing me yeah, how it well, plays. Maybe we'll it's give it a, a try cool later game. on. We'll show you. So. Yeah, but if, if 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 you hear about this and you hear it's hard to get to or suddenly there's stuff really it's, it's going to be out in like 3 weeks. You can get it at Walmart or Target. Yeah. I won't be, but you can. And you and you know what? I'm not saying you shouldn't. If you like collectible card games, this looks like it's a great one and then you don't have to play no, magic. No. But if anyone that's from that company listens to the show, on the off chance and that is the idea that please remember that those targets, those Walmarts aren't going to build you a community. 
uh, there because you see a lot of that's the magic cards the pokemon cards go on deep discount because they sit there and they don't get sold it's through the gaming stores those brick and mortar stores that build the tournament build the leagues build up the people that want your Keep stuff. The repeat business going yeah and they're the people who are also going to be you know, bringing in and having the games going to get people playing and getting them to bring in their yeah. friends. That's where you want it to be. But, I mean, hey, man. Oh, we're not trying to be negative. It's no. just... Just remember it, that there's great communities out there. Support your communities. We were going to... I didn't... I thought we were going to get through without even mentioning this game because I was so kind of irritated with how everything was going. And then you guys came no. home with a bunch we, of it. So you know, like, well, I, now we're talking about it. I had no intention of buying any of it. Um... And then we played the demo, and it was almost like a science experiment. I wanted to see if I could actually get some, so I got in line because the line wasn't too, too crazy. And actually, I was thoroughly surprised today. The lines were moving at lightning speed. I only waited like maybe 15, 20 minutes, and I was But they able, were able out of the most of the stuff for their daily supplies. So it was only set had, booster or nothing. Yeah, like, you had like two choices. Yeah. So were the, the people who had mo- much more choices earlier, that was moving a little slower. Oh, but yeah, by the yeah. end, it's just like... It was, you walked in. They're selling in that booth, so it's just like come all, in, pick your no thing, cash, get out. Just tap and your only card, card, yeah. Tap your card and move along. So literally, you yeah. you walk in, they hand you the thing, you tap your card, you leave. You're in the you're it's in the store for thirteen seconds. Assembly line of sales. That's crazy. That's ten is, seconds in the store. Like the Gen Con Capitalism Award to, for this year goes to Ravensburger 100%. with a booth that had nothing, no big promotion. No, I mean, I mean, we knew it was there, but I'm saying there was nothing. Happening outside or inside that booth, other than they were grab selling, your items. I think they were go. selling one other board game, like Villainous, but no one was buying that. And you could get it from like twenty other vendors, so it's not a big deal. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're making their money. Good for them. You know, that's what they're here to do is to sell stuff. Now, did you guys did now? Was there any other places or things that you guys went to go see? Anything worth talking about? Yeah, no. Did buy um, some new toys, Kevin. Oh, I did buy some new toys, but like I said, today was more about shopping for other people and that sort of thing. So my friends, uh, his kids, and that sort of thing. I had to get into the mindset because buying for me for other people is the idea of getting something that reminds me of them. And I was able to find some amazing things for these amazing kids. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to go home now and share it with them. Uh, it's just because the uh, Lucas loves horror. And that sort of thing. So he's going to be one of those one. He's going to be a horror geek like I am with respects to just wants to go to those horror cons, watch all those strange movies, love zombies and that sort of thing. Uh, so I was able I to know find the type. Yeah, I, I, I think you are the type, Dave. That's the great well, thing. And, and of yeah. course, Heather, of course. And Heather and Kira are yeah. at Flashback Weekend in Chicago yeah. right now, which is the one is the best horror convention. She got her picture last night with mm-hmm. Joe Bob and Sven Gulli. Oh, <laughs> Joe Bob from the drive-in, right? Yep. Uh, so she got a picture with Joe. She got an autographed uh, picture with Joe Bob. And today, I believe, I don't know if she got her picture with it or not, but it's the 40th anniversary of uh, John Carpenter's Christine. Really? And the car is there. Uh-huh. You can get your picture in the car. That's pretty wow. awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that's the type of, yeah, we love that stuff. So that's what they were doing today yeah. while we were out uh, playing with toys and shopping again. Yeah. So yeah, I was able to find a Universal Mo- Monster Tarot deck, which oh, nice. is really really cool, um, and some other things. I think we're going to get him into Malifaux too because he really likes the Resurrectionists in that. So I was talking and with his dad. Well, he should. Yeah. So we got him some stuff. Got him a, his, his deck that, from Malifaux. 
Yeah. Harrison I've doesn't like things. the Resurrectionist. That's what I played. He played the Arcanist. No, not the Arcanist. He no, played the, the Neverborn. Neverborn are awesome. Too. I like the Neverborn too, but I yeah. liked the Resurrectionists. So yeah, yeah, I had Seamus, who was my main guy for uh, for a long time there. Sweet. I yeah, apparently I'm, used to play Lilith, but I guess she doesn't exist anymore. So you can still play. We'll see what like, happens. You can still play it in Legacy, but if you want to go in the story, and that. But again, with your friends, you can play whatever time frame you want. It's like you could play Age of Sigmar. You could play Old World. It's the same sort of concept still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played, a, I played a lot of the Bayou Goblins and the Ten Thunders, but I think I'm going to switch it up if we get back into it. I'm going to try when? try something new. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, since we bought it and bought it for friends as so, gifts. But you, so you bought models. Yeah, but oh, the, yeah. Bought if they're stuff. not packed away, once we get our stuff going, I want to see this stuff because I, yeah. I, I, I got the nightmare the, oh. edition guys. Yeah. Nice, 100%. nice. No, so it's going to be good. Oh, the ghost ones. I, you yeah, did yeah, show yeah. me those. Okay, I did see those. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so that was all really what today was about. We went and did uh, uh, a LARP. Uh, it was like a true dungeon thing, but from uh, a different uh, group of people, where it's like combat with swords and that sort of thing. So it was it was fun. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's something that our friend Brett really enjoys. Uh, that I and, was uh, I was great. buying Lorcan at that exactly. time. Exactly. So we went with uh, with our friends and that and played that. And, well, of course we have a good time because you're still hanging out with friends and swinging swords. And then uh, we found a new great place. Because one thing that was really sad this year is we don't have Rams anymore. We don't have Scotties. These were uh, mainstay restaurants uh, for Gen Yeah. Because they were themed. They were playing our movies on the screen. Uh, they changed their menus for us. They, they give out dice. So they really got involved and invested in the community. And, of course... Uh, the plague of uh, just basically yeah, killed. Yeah, we, we killed mentioned them. this last year, yeah. but the COVID did a number on this town. It, it's rough. Yeah. So, and one of the other ones that we enjoyed, like Brad, because of course Indiana, what's the first thing you think about? Good sushi, of course. Uh, so we, uh, we, there was a good sushi is it place. <laughs> no, if you think about it, Midwest is the best access to the prime fish of the world. So that's the way it works here. Um, but. There was a nice place called the Mikado that that was was good uh, there, but they're gone. And in its place now is a Mexican restaurant, and we went there for dinner. And my goodness, they themed everything out. They were playing Star Wars on the TV. They, oh, they nice. had, their menu they, was their menu Guardians was, of the Galaxy. It was fantastic. They had cups you could uh, that were themed for Gen Con that you could purchase after you drink your drink. Uh, it, it was good. It was I had re- a blue lightsaber alcoholic drink, and yeah. it was delicious. <laughs> but they had these amazing things. The prices are great. The food, no one could finish their meal. It was amazing. It was and really we good. were hungry because that was our big meal today. I had a pretzel prior to that in breakfast. That's it. Uh, and it's like, it's a great place, super friendly, really nice. And uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be going back there again. Uh, cool. Really well. Then we went over to Lucas Oil, and my goodness. So not only are they taking over the entire convention center, all the hotels around the convention center, but Lucas Oil Stadium is just taken over by, by Field games. and oh, basement. Yeah. Every nook and Sub-basement cranny. basement too. It's yeah. crazy. And we played uh, a game called uh, Dead of Winter. Okay. Uh, fantastic. So it is a cooperative uh, survival zombie game sort of thing with a trader mechanic. So it's kind of like Battlestar Galactica but with a zombie theme to it. So you have your base. You're trying to fend from zombies while you send out your survivors to go to different locations to try to get resources. Like you go to the library to find information and uh, police stations. You're looking for food and But it's also, and in, it's also in the 
dead of winter. So it's like you yeah. guys, as soon as they step out, you have to take hazard rolls because you might get eaten by a zombie hiding in the, the snow squalls or you might freeze to death. Yeah, and then you'll when you fight a zombie too. Again, you have to roll in that for this uh, exposure to to zombies and that, so you can roll that you're wounded or that you just get bitten and die. Which of course happened on my first roll for my, my, <laughs> my, my character. Oh man, it was first a, roll of the game. I feel like. And then you have these objectives. You have to collect so much food to make sure that your your group uh, survives, or you collect enough fuel to finish an objective. And these are things for it. And we had some great people that we played with again. Uh, father son and yeah. Um, yeah we really enjoyed it, it it's a lot of fun it's probably one of the things we'll pick up because we got a re- the, we got yeah. a really hard scenario yeah though. I'm pretty sure we were going to die we didn't end up finishing but yeah it, it wasn't looking good we loved Battlestar Galactica in the day and we played a lot of it and it's a good game it is it's a great game this game is something because it's hard to find Battlestar Galactica now so this game would be one to bring in that if you liked that you'll enjoy this as well cool yeah very cool and then we came back here to uh, do Garage uh, Hammer. So that's what we did. Nice. Um, so we got up and uh, went, did to hit the vendors hall again. And we had a couple other uh, things we signed up for, lectury type things. That we were just kind of popping in and out of. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty even-keeled Saturday, yeah. all things being equal. We got some more art because I had to go back for a Nightwing picture because, of course, I did. Oh, and then uh, we saw they posted on the one of the Gen Con Facebooky pages. They had the art awards, you know, for the artists oh, and artist awesome. row. And uh, the guy that we bought the artwork from with the Naruto and the Cowboy Bebop, he took first place. Oh, uh, fantastic! I went by his booth for your suggestion, and amazing work. It's stunning, amazing. <laughs> and so we like went over there, saw him, and then Harrison. We picked up uh, Harrison got Nightwing, and I got a oh, show the Ultramarine. <laughs> This guy just does all sorts. It, it's like, a podcast. Like a, the, the guy across the... Oh. I'm sure to them. I mean, oh. but the... Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, this artist, really nice. he, he had these big pieces and it was like... His he, use of color is, is fantastic. He had a Serenity up there and he had the Impala from... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking at the Impala and he's like, and he was over there, you know, if you go look in the reflection in the paint, you can see the reflections of Dean and... And and their dad and and yeah. uh, Sam and I'm, like, I'm looking at them, I'm like oh you can like he he was doing some really cool stuff with just a lot of other people's work his interpretations right. of these pieces. What's I feel like we should actually credit the artist's name. Is his name not on the, the is, painting? Is it on the back? Because I, I I just don't I can't remember what the guy's name is. And then I and I don't know where that post was. Yeah, it's just I, I feel really bad not at least giving him a shout out. Ah, uh, this Woodside illustrations, fantasy and sci-fi illustrations by. Brent and Kayla Woodside. You can visit them at woodsideillustrations.com. Nice. And they're on Facebook at Brent Woodside Art and Kayla Woodside Art. And they've got some really great stuff. I just really, I saw them like, I kind of yeah, like that. It, no, it's, it's this great. ultramarine with a trade. So I think, it, yeah, it's an ultramarine with a chainsword. There's some orcs in the background. I'm like, that's pretty rad. I might check them out tomorrow, actually, before we go. Yeah, so, um, but we did, we went and looked at, the, like I said, went back and looked at the art, thought about getting that glass thing with all the layers that had the the, fro- uh, the Bilbo Baggins from oh, The yeah. Hobbit. The shadow boxes. Right? Uh, I, just, I couldn't pull the trigger on oh. it. I just couldn't. I wanted to, though. Yeah. There was, okay, I, I was, you know, I was relatively good. I spent more than I was supposed to, but there were like four or five things that I so... Wonderfully, he said, no, you know, I have enough. I don't need to get more stuff. And then we didn't get. But I did 
walk past the battle foam uh, booth. Oh, yeah. And I just, when I go, and I'm looking, because they had their catalog-y thing open. at Star Wars, too. And I think, said, uh, did you guys have anything for Shatterpoint? He goes, yeah, we actually have the, the, the foam that goes right in the box. Oh. That holds all the stuff. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, we have one left. And all the terrain and all the pieces that it came with go in the bottom foam. Okay. And then the all all the stuff that comes in the box, all sixteen characters and stuff, goes in the top foam. And there's places and for the your terrain? tokens and the yeah, it's wow. over there. And I'm like, how much is it? He's like, it's on sale right now at the at the thing. It was thirty one bucks. That's a really good deal. Yeah. I was like, I'll take it. And then they they didn't. And I was like, can I leave it here until I'm done shopping? Because I don't want to walk around two big chunks of foam. And they're like, that's okay. And he's like, and he said to the guy, he's like, yeah, he's not leaving. He's like, can, can we keep it on display so people can see it? Like, we're not going right. to sell it. It's yours. It's sold. But this way people can see it with the box. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And so then we kept went and shopping. But I was like, okay, good good grab. Good grab. Just be, and they, it was the last one. Where were they located? I didn't even see Battle Phone. They, they were in like row. Like, they were like I think right, right when you came out of the, the alcove. They were really towards the front. It was in the, in the 10s or 11s. If you kind of went back, there was a... Like you know, lots of game stuff to the front. You kind of go, and they were facing straight back, and there was not a lot of side business to yeah. draw your attention. It's not as big as they were, like booth wise. It was. The they had basically one really long table, and then they had their racks behind them with different things in it. But a lot of it was gone. They had some bags, and they had some Magna racks, and they have those big bankers boxes, which are yeah. really nice. But they're like thirty dollars for a what is essentially a bankers box with yeah. with their logo on it and that that I passed on cuz I have the white ones they used to sell when they were like 12 bucks a piece and mm. I said I'll just take them right um but yeah they had a lot they sold a lot of their stuff um they had the cool little magnarack things in there that you mm-hmm. can see but yeah I got the last one of that and that's I just wanted something to put my by Shatterpoint guys in cuz I they, they have all those lightsabers you don't want them bouncing around that's and getting messed up exactly so we saw that. What else did we do? Harrison bought a bunch of cool dice. Yeah, I bought a bunch of cool dice for some people back home. Yep. Um, oh, got I got you Japanese dice. Yes. yes. They are gorgeous. They uh, Rather than having numbers written on them, they've got uh, the kanji for the numbers. Well, they have numbers, numbers. but it's just <laughs> yeah, kanji yeah, numbers. In, yeah. yeah. Rather than having traditional Arabic numbers, I'll go with. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that was cool. Uh, Harrison, Harrison got... Uh, he got uh, dice, t- like 20-sider dice earrings for his girlfriend, and they are I was going to ask. Nice. And I can say that without yeah. ruining it because she does not listen to this show. I can guarantee it. So I could totally say it and not She threatens anything. to listen to it sometimes. She, could, well, she threatens. What are we <laughs> but so, uh, like I said, I, that was really cool. What else did we... We walked... Oh, we... Um, uh, I did go stop by one thing that I wanted. To, let me look it up. I marked it down, and now I'm trying to figure it out. Hold on, my phone is acting weird. Hold, Keep please. Talking. So we're looking for something. Um, well, it's good too that uh, Brad's wife doesn't actually listen to this either because he pulled a $1,300 card today. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, it is at the moment. At the moment, it is. Well, yeah. If we're doing that, that's what the super with the the, the ones the rares with enchanted, the, I believe, is what they're called. It's one of the twelve special cards. I, yeah, I posted. There's twelve Disney characters that have the full on the different art, and it's foil in the picture and in the instructions and everything. And yeah, Brad pulled one. I pulled one that comes in one of the starter decks, too. I don't so know if that com- makes it worth more. In the comment section for Garage Hammer, we've, we're having a debate here. Should Brad sell it, or should Brad keep it and display it at the store? Or should he throw it away? 
in Secret Tomb Third Action. I don't know. Maybe or burn it on YouTube. <laughs> if Post Malone I was, say hey, we hey, let him go. If Post Malone is, <laughs> if Post Malone is listening and he wants to buy it, I'm I'm up for that. He bought the one ring yeah, card yeah, for two point three million. I 2. didn't 6. know. Two point six. That was so weird. I'm like, he bought a rare card, and then I stopped it, and they said it's the it, this kid opened it, and it, uh, it they literally it's for the not too far from us actually. Yeah, up a in couple Canada. hours away in Canada. Is it, what's the what is the is this just the Lord of the Rings card game? The One Ring. No, no it's Magic, no, Magic Together. Magic. Oh, oh, those Lord are the, of the Rings Magic set. That's the Lord of the Rings Magic set. So there is literally only one card that's the One Ring because it's the One Ring. Yeah, it's, it's the One Ring. Yeah. One serialized card of one. Honestly, I'm surprised it didn't end up in a landfill somewhere. I fully expect it to get I, I don't think any of us thought they were actually going to like, will. Willy Wonka it, but they, they Willy did. Wonka. They, they Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka did. it. Yep. But uh, okay, if I'm so I um I went and I had to go take care of another pickup for someone else, and then we went. We stopped by the Dwarven Forge booth. Oh yeah, uh, I got invited by uh, a listener, a friend of the show, Nate Taylor, and he's a really nice guy. He's called into the show several times, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he said, "Why don't you come on down and just take a look at what we've got?" and now, if you've never seen Dwarven Forge, it's really for yeah. like D and D. You can have all sorts of dungeons yeah. and tunnels or big that, open areas. Their stuff is beautiful. And if you're playing the D and D, like I always played D and D with models as well when we got into the fights and stuff like that. And and it's all modular. You buy little. You have. I mean, if you want to have the this the ground pieces, they're like six yeah. by six squares. Uh, I'll put some pictures of them up on the Facebook page. The ones you got, is that um, made out of their like proprietary like, yeah. plastic? Yeah, he was yeah. picking up, he's throwing on the ground, stomping. Oh, I was yeah. like, these things don't break. And it's they like don't. Have. It was They're, crazy, yeah. actually. And they've got all this modular bits. And, I, you know, I, I look at it and I'd say it's really expensive and hard to use for Age of Sigmar as, mm-hmm. the, as the big pieces. But they had it set up. For Star it's Wars Legion, though. it's really beautiful, and it was a whole foresty area for yeah. Star Wars Legion. They had a couple of levels; they had rocks coming up, things coming up, because it's all this modular stuff. So you could build all different levels and little bridges and stuff. Right. They had a little, you know, bunker going, and I'm like, oh, for a game like that, that would be really rad. And then I was looking, and they have, they have all these little modular pieces that were just like portions of. Ground, so it's not like a square of tile, but mm. it's like like when you would buy the old GW, you know, hill. Yeah, and it was like that, but not very high, just like ground. So you, you could put it. They had green, like you know, foliage mats, mm-hmm. and then they had some squares on parts up higher to build up terrain, and then you'd see the mat, which kind of blends, and you had just some of these little bits to just add some texture and and color to your terrain. Nice. And I was looking and thinking, man, I could get some of that, put it on the table, and leave those blank spots yeah. for all the bait, for all the terrain pieces for like Shatterpoint. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. makes your table pop that much more, right? And you could totally make it an indoor or a, or a, a you know a, um, a a nice a nice because they only got three types of planets on in Star Wars. You got deserts, desert, ice, jungle, ice and uh, jungle. Oh, I guess oh, city. Cloud. I guess cloud. 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 City. Yes, you also city. Clouds. No, like but the gas giant planets. Right, but the, I mean, the planets themselves, for the most part, when they whenever they land on them, it's either all desert, all ice, or it's all forest, or it's and even all the cities, boat. it's either like super nice and beautifully it's, clean, or like really seedy and not. It's nice. brown and it's in the sand. Everything yeah. is just yeah. Exactly. But so, but this looked really cool. And I now the cool thing is, uh, I was talking with. Um, with Nate and he's I, I think he's like one of the head design sort of guys or he's one of the concept people he but he's like doing it that booth doesn't sell anything I didn't realize this because I asked him I said how much do these things cost and he pulled what? out a, 
yeah, those all those displays are there, and they tell you all about it, and you can buy stuff. But because you're buying it piece by piece for what you want, they couldn't possibly stock things to sell here. Oh, so it's just order. You put in yeah. an order form. You can put in an order. They've got the little cards, and you can just scan right in there and look at all you want. They'll help you plan it, or you can do it yourself. But he's like, no, I'm just up here showing people how cool it I is. I did not realize that. I thought you could walk away with everything. With a kid there. or something like that. And he, he actually said, he goes, do you want to wander around Adepticon with all... with?" You know, a, a table's worth of ki- lugging this here and lugging this home. He's like, no. He's like, and we don't even know what to bring here. But all the stuff they have there, they show you how they design it. And mm-hmm. they design it with the layers and all the stuff together. Then they mark it. Then they got it all on a plan, almost like building Legos. So when they yep. bring it here, they pop, 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 stack it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, big castles and forests and oh, stuff. Yeah, they got that everything. stuff is gorgeous it's, it's very nice it's stunning i am going to go online when i get home tomorrow and just start looking at it i'm not going to buy a bunch of stuff right away but i'm going to start pricing out and seeing what i can do for I mean, the smaller skirmishy stuff because it would be good for kill team or yeah. oh yeah especially if you know you really want to invest into making your table like as beautiful as it can possibly be and you know just uh uh level it up to that next level oh and all of the dwarven stuff uh, Ford stuff. Not only is it their super durable, unbreakable plastic stuff mm-hmm. that you can put all together, it's all pre-painted. Yeah. I think you can get it both, though, right? You can uh, get it both ways. I, yeah, but, I mean, the def- their default is painted. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't, if you like what it looks like in the picture, that's what you get. You don't have to worry about it. And as he put it, he goes, you don't want to spend time painting these trees. You want to paint your guys. So they could be put them right next to these sure. pretty decently painted trees. So I just I had a great time there. I really appreciate and Nate, if you're listening, thanks for uh, sort of the tour of the stuff. And we were just talking about uh, you know running games and incorporating bits of this type of terrain. How could you do that in an economical way to incorporate some of that cool stuff into a, a larger you know tabletop wargaming game? Because yeah. a, a, a five foot by four foot of that, or however big our, our board is now, four and a half by whatever it is. Would not be cheap to do it all that way, and it would be impractical too, because a lot of the sculpted uh, base. Right, t- you'd the have to leave stuff, it set up. Probably. Yeah, it would be crazy at that point. So, but I had a good time just looking at all that stuff. That was really fun. Well, in general, I had it a great. Was seriously, like it, 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 it blew me away. It was gorgeous, and we were just saying yesterday that there wasn't a lot of terrain people here. But yeah, no, yeah, there was. There we go. We found much, some. Yeah, there wasn't much this year for terrain. Uh, nobody for like neoprene mats. Like nobody. I saw, a, actually, I saw a lot of neoprene mats, but a lot of them were with. They were either well, some of them were in the weird anime stuff that has the adult anime stuff, but it wasn't all adult. Yeah, those anime. were game mats, not not like oh, our game yeah. mats. talking about like mats. Yeah, like for, for your, your, for your tables. Oh, you mean like fat mats? Yeah. And, yeah, and those. Yeah, no, no, I didn't see any not of that. One. Now that not you mentioned it, I didn't. I was see looking because I wanted to get some Shatterpoint maps, and there was nothing. That's yeah, that is crazy. Not neoprene anyway. I think there was one, maybe two that were doing paper maps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no neoprene. Kind of crazy. That is crazy. But for the vendors that were here, I just want to thank them. Like, we went around because we had two things. Hey, we're fans of gaming. We are gamers. But also, like, we went around and talked to them as, as retail as well. And just the enthusiasm of, with a lot of these smaller companies that is really encouraging about where our, our hobby's going. Oh, yeah. There's so many great people there. They have a hard job staying in there with those masses of, of oh, people yeah. going and by. And staying excited. And, 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 and positive. 
Like, just thank you for making Gen Con so awesome for us to find new things to bring home to our community. Thank you all. You got to be a very certain type of person to be able to do that. Because oh, yeah. I, d- I don't think I could. You're standing there trying to talk to people, trying to get I people excited. I certainly could not. Thousands of people are walking by. You know, a couple percent of them are going to stop at your booth, and only a, a percentage of that are going to be doing like talking and engaging. And for you to be positive, just the amount of rejection that's got to happen when oh, people yeah. just looking oh, and yeah. walking away, and you and you've got to be someone who's used to that. And I don't, I know for me personally, I would, I don't know how long I could keep going with that. And I'm a school teacher. I or just the keep doing other the same end thing of the spectrum where we have people that are very enthusiastic about their hobbies. So as you say hi to them, they go on to a two-hour lecture about what's so great about what they enjoy about the hobby. <laughs> um, I was looking at the zombies because I guess there's a 20th anniversary of the old zombies game. Remember okay. the one, the, um, the small one with the little uh, squares you put together to make a map? Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Those things, and they did the bag of zombies and all that sort of stuff. There's a 20th anniversary edition. So I'm looking at the things and this guy goes, oh yeah, that's really good. cool. I said, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I played this uh, years ago, and I'd love to get it back in because I think it's great for younger kids and that sort of thing. And then he went on and explained to me the history of the the, the, the game, and it's like, oh, great, uh, thank you, <laughs> and, and kept on going, and kept on going, kept on going, and thank and thank you very much for being so enthusiastic. But uh, that must be also wearing for people because you have to bounce so fast between so vendors much ha- must have a huge problem that way as well yeah it's it was crazy. really yeah. cool to see where some of the ones that were a little bit smaller a few years ago were at and then to come back revisit it see the progression of the game yeah uh, that, that was like a weird almost a theme for the last is we just wandered around and and, and I, I i didn't know what to look for i don't come you know, prepping for stuff. I mean, the games I play, they're not making big announcements of come to Gen Con and get just this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the GW booth is there unless I find some Forge World thing that I would have to order. I mean, everything else I get at home, you know? Yeah. I'm looking for something I haven't seen and, before and, or something and different. And to be honest, in a lot of those cases with the big named products, you can probably find them cheaper somewhere. Yeah, and then that's uh, that's and that's not. I'm looking at those little. I like to like yeah. I said Harrison. I like to go and buy from the artists and pick yeah. up the things like Gen that. Gen Con is you. You know, you come to find that surprise that it factor. See, like something you didn't know you wanted, kind exactly. of thing. You didn't yeah. know it existed. You just you 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 happen upon it, right? And that was my whole plan. Is I just want to walk the aisles and see what catches my eye. Yeah, and it was nice to have Harrison with me because man, I'm getting old. I don't know what they have at the game store anymore. Because I kept going like. He's like, yeah, we have that at the store. I'm like, is it any good? He's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. He's like, we can get it at the store. I'm like, I, I've never heard of half the stuff. He's like, yeah, we get it at the store. And if he hasn't, suddenly he's like, check it. And he's like, yeah, we got that. So, Well, and a lot of stores in that carry the basics. They don't go into the nooks and crannies. So a lot of times this is their first exposure to it for those people to go there. And it's great. And like Lucas Oil, there was an entire area there that was all artists again, like almost like Etsy type sellers that had these really interesting craft stuff. It's some amazing pieces. Yeah, yeah. There's some really cool stuff on there. There are some. Yeah. The, depending on and depending on your style, there was some people who were doing the stuff on the metal sheets, and they had the different mm-hmm. lights catching the colors right. Yeah. And there's people selling. There's there's people selling leather goods and woodworking, yeah. like lots of signs for the door, a lot of stuff look designed to look like our favorite fantasy sort of you know. Yeah, bits. yeah lots of weapons and armor and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean it's all here, and there's so much cool stuff to it. Um, what else did we pick up, Harrison? Did we get anything else really? I passed on a couple of games because I think, I mean, it's just like I've already picked up enough where I can't. I, I don't can't know if think playing. of anything off the top of my head. No, no. We just, like I said, we went around and 
just sort of re-looked and, and made final decisions on stuff and, you know, packing up some of the stuff where we went, realized that the the bins we brought to bring stuff home are getting full. So no. oh. <laughs> there's a sign. You've seen the fort in the, in the other room. Oh, yeah. yeah I have yeah, a yeah, yeah. to take back. It's, we'll, we'll get there. It'll be okay. I am excited then. But then I went because there was a thing. I, like I said, there's no AOS events this year here, and there was no a lot, not of a, a couple other things Harrison and I were looking for they didn't have. So I went to go at, at five o'clock. They had a thing. You said, you know, would you interested in joining the Gen Con event team? And I'm like, I would be interested in, in running event. And it said, you know, joining. I read the blurb. I obviously misread it. I got in there. It's the thing, and within ten minutes, it was like, if you actually want to work for Gen Con. Like be a gen like a job, yeah. Mean. Like the people who work at will call, or the people who work in the booths, or the people who work in doing the other things, or mm-hmm. you know. And I was just like, "Oh, this isn't for me." And then I just asked, and then they sent me to the right place, which thank goodness, because I don't know, I it, it might be fun to run an event. Like I'm, I'm at least interested in doing something like that. You know, eventually, I just you know, I go to a thing enough times. I've been here so many times. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's we, fun to look. If for we were place. closer. And didn't have so much stuff to haul all the way down here. I would definitely consider it, but it's just it's just not really feasible for us. If it was a, a smaller or closer convention, well, and I'd that's what I got to look up. And they have all the stuff online for that. And I got to start reading and figure out what I would have to like. What 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 would I have to do to make it happen and see if that's feasible for me? Even yeah, logistics are hard here because you're not guaranteed where you're going to be hotel wise. So how are you going to lug all that stuff into the hall? Once your game's over with, how are you going to lug it back out? There's a lot of stuff going on, and that's why we have to really appreciate everyone that does do it. But most of the time, it's companies or clubs that are hired by the companies to get it done. Right. Like, you need to have that team behind you. And, I, and I'm just me. And honestly, yeah. the other thing is, you know, I, I, it might not even be an AOS thing. I know there were some RPGs that Harrison and I were looking for that people weren't running. It's like, mm-hmm. I've run RPGs before. I can run a one-day event and make sure everybody has some fun. Yeah. So we were just looking into it. You know, and like I said, and the biggest problem I feel with running any sort of an AOS sort of thing is, you know, it's going to be a one-day tournament, basically. You're yeah. going to have three rounds, so you got about eight people. If you're going to have more than eight people, you need to have little pods, you know, yeah. people you know, playing You know off. what you could run? What? It's AOS adjacent. What? You could run Soulbound. The Soulbound RPG. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's a, po- that's a definite possibility. It's a good game. So, I mean, there's just... it's It's... It, I think it would be fun. I like to do that type of stuff because otherwise I'm just wandering around shopping. I go to I go to seminars. I go to try a few things, but I wander around and shop a lot when I'm here. Um, so why not just find something to run some games? Let's yeah, have some fun with some people. Yeah, you know? make a little money while you're spending all your money. But I don't even know how much I would make. I mean, it's, as long as it doesn't cost me a ton to it's run a great, it. It's a great way to meet new like-minded hobbyists, too. Because if you're running a game or something that you're passionate about, and the people coming to it are more than likely going to be interested in those things, too. So. Or yeah. set up a live podcast at Garage Hammer and put it out to people. Because they have the places for it to, being done now. So they're doing um, podcasts in those areas. So instead of just sitting here in the bedroom and recording a live night. studio yeah. audience you have to put <laughs> pants back on dave but other than that you're you're fine no then i guess we're just staying here <laughs> all right well, so that was a quick decision <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the last couple of episodes we've been talking about all these great things in that so if you had one takeaway dave what is what is the thing that stands the most that's going to be this was 2023 gen con to dave um 
it's going to be one of two things, and only time will tell. Okay. It's either all the um, unmatched stuff, because mm-hmm. that's the thing that I was having so much fun with. Nice. Great game. You know? Uh, if we're talking about the game I brought back, that's the thing that I sort of went in on quite a bit, because yep. I really enjoyed it. But it, it's 2023 really may very oh, well be... Yeah, it's, it's the a, game of uh, the year I remember when all those games, those tabletop RPGs that I tried and dumped and didn't get into, made a resurgence because that Mark IV War Machine stuff and that yeah. Malifaux Third Edition stuff, yeah. all looks really rad. <laughs> awesome, well, Harrison. What's yours? I'm. Um, Probably all of the art, to be totally honest. Yeah, that's the that's thing awesome. that really got my attention most of all out of everything. Very cool. We are going to have some cool new stuff in the basement for when we're gaming. to find some places for things. Yep. Nice. Yep, yep. What about you, Brad? Uh, I think it was oh, much $1,300 this... Lorcana no, card. Uh, no. Honestly, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously that was exciting. We'll see if I keep it or toss it on eBay. Who knows? Um no, for me, I think it was a lot of the same as what you were saying, Dave. It's for me, like I said earlier, it's what was old was new. It was kind of rediscovering these old games that we all had a lot of fun playing and we put a lot of money and time into, but you know, they've maybe been collecting dust or we got rid of them. Uh, just kind of seeing them again from a fresh perspective and seeing what some of these companies are doing now to re-envision and, and remarket and resurge. Um, uh, back into the industry. So it's, I don't know, it's really exciting. I'm going to give some of them a try and we'll see and we'll see what the future holds for these games. Um, So I don't know, it's just really an exciting time to see, uh, you know, just the industry adapting and changing and growing. Um, I think there's a lot of potential here. It's nice to see um, more options for people to play um, because I feel like when it's a, a really diverse um, industry, it makes everybody better because everybody's kind of competing and, and, and forcing each other to adapt and, and make better products. So. Yep. Cool. Uh, Kevin, you brought it up, so what's your answer? I think this is the year that I really feel we've made really good inroads and connections uh, for it. So I've met a lot of great game designers in, in these these companies, be it from the oldest new, the, the Privateer Press in Malifaux, to uh, these new companies that we've never heard of these games, but we're so excited to introduce in the community. I just There's so much talent in that's out here. We're spoiled for choice, and I'm just looking forward to making it more confusing for everyone back home <laughs> to figure out what they want to play next. Oh, yeah, this sure. is basically, these are three really long commercials for Gen Con, and for you know it what, is. It, it, this is, I don't just go out to game stores and often buy games I don't know. I, I'll wait until something's recommended by someone I know or play a game someone I know likes and or get it. Or demo like, it. Yeah, I like, see a demo of it. Yeah, and this is where I'm kind of walking around and I'm just kind of picking up boxes, looking at them. Maybe they have a demo. Maybe they're going to tell me about it. But I was like, this looks cool. We saw that, that that Japanese heroes and sidekicks game. He's like, I brought this from Japan. It was like 65 bucks. That looks yeah. kind of cool. Um, you There was 20 heroes, and you mm-hmm. play a hero, and you get a sidekick. So there's 20 heroes, 20 sidekicks, 20 villains. Okay. And there's a board of Japan, and you're out there. And he says it's basically like Pandemic, but instead of stopping trying to stop the plagues destroying the cities, you're trying to stop the villains from destroying the cities. And he Ooh. said he, he brought it in from Japan. It looked really cool. And I'm like, oh, I almost pulled the trigger on that this, one. So this we, year, I have to say, like... All the demos we tried, everybody really knocked it out of the park. Like they knew the game, they answered the questions. Yeah. It, it was yeah, and, and they were well run. Like I said, honestly, I don't think we would have 
bought any Lorcana or even given it a, a second thought uh, if it wasn't for trying out the game and it was a solid game. It was no, good. Thunder Road, same Thunder thing. Road was... The, the demo people... Thunder Road, Harrison gonna play. Drive the mm. car. But everyone was on their game, so their teams were, were ready for this and, and prepared for the crowds they got back. So I think we can officially say that we're past the, the dark times and Gen Con is back full force. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, they did. The, the crowd control seemed really outside of that first day, but that Ravensburger stuff was just kind of a, a, a weird thing. Yeah. So, but that after a, that, yeah. everything went really well. And you know the Ravensburger people had felt, at least felt bad because the next day when people started lining up at 6 p.m., or six thirty p.m. Or no, you're right. Yeah, the yeah, night before. The, the night, night before. before. For and they weren't selling till ten this morning. So it was a sixteen hour line. Uh, Ravensburger did come out there in the morning with tons of donuts and coffee and stuff for everybody who was in line yeah. that night. Which I mean, you know, they're about to spend hundreds of dollars a pop at two minutes a piece in your store because you're they're flying through. So. They can afford it, but it was it was it was a nice gesture. I wanted to hate them, oh. and they were so nice even at the demo hall. <laughs> Honestly, you I can't did. blame the people who work in the booth. They're not Mister Ravensburger. No. Oh, speaking of uh, just some of those other games, though, I was telling Roder. He was asking what I I told him uh, unmatched, mm-hmm. and I was telling him a little bit about it. And after I tell him all this stuff, he's like. I do happen to have a Jurassic Park set for unmatched. So nice. I was like, nice. okay. Oh, it's such a good game. Uh, I know. Uh, unmatched, we play it a bit, I'm so at, at our shop, Unmatched, we have a free-to-play game area with a lot of games on demo. And by far, the most dominating game that takes up shelf space is all the different copies of Unmatched. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, anyone can grab anything and go with it. It's so good. When people ask me and they're looking to get into a new board game, it's my number one like uh, selection that I, I recommend to people. It's nice. fast. It's cheap. It's a phenomenal game. It is. It's a great game, and I absolutely love it. Um, so, that's. I think that's it. I think that's Gen Con 2023. Now, so you know, Gen Con 2024, August 1st through 4th next year. That's the Thursday through Sunday. So you you would be here um, July 30th. That's the Tuesday. But yeah. that's it. August 1st through 4th next year. That's our next Gen Con. Hopefully we'll be doing this again because well, man, maybe maybe we'll see you at Adepticon. I would be cool. I do plan on going to Adepticon hopefully this year since yep. I had to miss I had to miss this year so well, I definitely you go next by year. to say hi though. I did say hi. Yeah. But um yeah, no, this was great. And guys, thanks for coming on. And and honestly, I want to say thank you to you Kevin and to you Brad and even Harrison cuz Harrison hates hearing the sound of his own voice. He kind of doesn't it. He he doesn't mind talking about stuff, but mm. he just—I think he gets—he just hates the aftermath, like hearing me editing and hearing him on there. Right, Harrison? Uh, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> great. Well, such well a thanks great for having us, Dave. No, thanks. And I want to thank Brett, who is the silent guy, the uh, the the last roommate here, who he keeps coming in, and we're recording at night, and he doesn't want to be rude, so he kind of sees himself out, and I'm not certain what he's doing. I feel like I'm keeping the guy out, like we told him he could stay. No, no, he went to the Gen Con dance. He had oh, he went to the dance. Oh, okay, He's a cool. party animal. You don't have to worry about him. All right, well, that's good then. All right, well, folks, uh, that's it. That's day three. Um, we'll be back. Uh, next thing you should be here, I believe, is episode 319. Yep. I think that's our next episode. So we'll be talking about that stuff and all these other things next. And so um, that's it. All right, guys. Talk to you later.
Right, let's do the yayas now. I'm 